This is IFO Podcast Series, the official podcast from IFO Show, the one and only talk show about every IELTS that helps you to reach your dream. Konnichiwa, o genki desu ka? Well, you might think that I'm now on a Japanese show, but don't trust me. I'm now on IELTS Face Off, a TV show about English and about learning English. Well, my name is Tang, and I come from Hubbing, and this is my journey from a mountainous girl to someone who can speak two languages, English and Japanese as well. I'm very happy to be on IELTS Face Off today, in which I share about my journey of learning foreign languages, and you might know me through the competition of my future New Zealand, in which I shared about my dreams and also my learning experience as well. That girl's got skills, and I want to figure out how uh, she conquered this uh, tournament, as well as um, what was her, was her inspiration uh, to be so good at English. So let's um, give a round of applause and give it up for Northland Tang. <laughs> how does it feel to be in the house of IELTS Face Off? Oh, I feel amazing. Mm. You should feel right at home, considering how good you are as a public speaker, right? Oh, thank you for saying that. Mm. So you won My Future New Zealand. What is My Future New Zealand, and what prompted you to join this um, contest? Well, basically, My Future New Zealand is an English speech competition right. in which you make a video and you make your. English speech, sharing about your dream and your reason why New Zealand is your ideal destination, and maybe the reason that encouraged me, you know, to attend this competition is that, you know, I like New Zealand. I love uh, exploring the new destinations, and I really want to share my dreams, you know, my way of thinking, mm. with many other people, and that is why my future New Zealand is my ideal competition. What what was um, the experience of uh, being in that uh, contest like? How did it sort of impact your life? My future New Zealand was not only the competition that I attended. You know, I attended a lot of different competition about English, about you know making mobile phone application in Korea, many other competition that you know helped me gain a lot of experience. And my future New Zealand was among those competitions. Mm -hmm. For about the impact, well, I have to say that there are not many changes in my life after the competition,、mm -hmm. except for the fact that my friends and my family usually call me the New Zealand girl.、Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, and also this competition helped me, you know, gain even more confidence about my ability, my inner strength, as what I can do. Well. That is, you know, what my future New Zealand changed me. So you made your way to New Zealand, right? Yeah. Now I've been so eager to find out about this because I'm a big, big fanboy of the Hobbit,、oh. the Shire, obviously.、Um, so is it actually like in the movie or not? Well, I have to say that it is exactly in the movie. Even better because you are、mm. there, and you can feel the very atmosphere there. It is completely different from watching on a screen or watching,、uh, you know, from the characters in the movie because you can actu actually see it, you can actually feel it or touch in you know, the houses and the hobbits. Yes, well, that was absolutely amazing. Girl, I'm jealous of you. Well, honestly, New Zealand is usually talked about、uh, in terms of wilderness. You know the fantastic and breathtaking scenery, but the thing that I found most impressive of New Zealand is the friendliness 
and the hospitality of people there. When I first, you know, came to New Zealand, people were very welcoming to me. Mm. And, you know, I got lost in the Auckland airport. You know, it was so big that I found it very difficult to find out the way. And so, you know, you know without the very guidance, you know, the very warm guidance from people there, I, you know, couldn't have been to New Zealand. Yes. Right. What I've heard about New Zealand is that they've got great harmony uh, between the new migrants and the Aboriginal people of the land. Could you tell me more about this? Is it actually like what um, you know, the media have been saying? Is this actually like the media has been said about? Uh, the Maori people has a very uh, famous dance, which is the Hakka dance. The Hakka dance is a traditional dance of the Maori people. It is used in the battle. Uh, the Maori people show their strength to their enemies. But it is also used to welcome their very special guests. You know, I heard a lot about the Hakka dance. And of course, when I came there, I felt a lot of the welcoming, you know, the warmth and the hospitality from people there. And it was absolutely amazing. Yes. You have amazing pronunciation. Oh, thank you. And were you a born speaker? Were you born with this sort of accent or? How did you manage to get this pronunciation skills going? And a lot of people have asked me about the way that I studied English. And some even say that I had the very natural talent, you know, to speak English. But I have to say that nothing was born naturally. I remember a quote from uh, Margaret Thatcher that uh, I was not lucky, I deserve it. Mm. So uh, with this quote, I think it is similar to my case, mm. you know. Uh, for my speaking ability, I had to practice a lot. I had to train myself a lot, and most most of them are through YouTube videos and self-practice at home. And from that, I can improve myself more and more. So you you mentioned Margaret Thatcher here. Yes. Now this is something we are in the same boat on. Um, I'm a big fanboy of oh, Margaret really? Thatcher too, because uh, she's English. She, she was the first ever uh, female prime minister of the yes. UK. Found out that she um, was not actually born with her public speaking ability. In yes. fact, she was rather nervous in public and she didn't have a, a great voice. So she had to train to do that. So do you guys share this in common? How did you manage to overcome your difficulties at first? I don't find myself can be compared to Margaret Thatcher. It's maybe something that we share the same, is that we do not have you know, the natural talents to do something. We're not born with that, but we have to practice and we have to train ourselves. Yes. And during my process of learning, there were a lot of difficulties. I come from Hobing and it is a mountainous area. So I do not have, you know, the very easy access to foreigners or to English center. So the only way that I had to practice English was through YouTube and through the Internet. And, you know, I listened to a lot of different shows. At first, I didn't understand anything and found myself very, very difficult. And, but mm. then my parents encouraged me a lot, yes. And then I gradually I find that English is a, another way for me to express myself. So why not? Do you have any person that you would recommend to people who want to uh, improve their English? Who, who's your inspiration? My inspiration, of course, Margaret Thatcher. And I was, you know, very attracted and impressed with her public speakings. And also, I recommend Oprah Winfrey Show and The Ellen Show. Right. They are, you know, very great show, very attractive. And, you know, even Oprah Winfrey is, you know, among the most admired women. 
in the U.S. and also in the world. So therefore, these are the show and people that I think we should follow in order to improve our practice, um, you know, English speaking skill. I did the same thing you did too, uh, watching a lot of people. But for me, I think it was um, the, the, the male presenters like um, Jimmy Fallon, um, Jimmy Kimmel, all oh, those I guys. Oh, I love Jimmy Kimmel yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. So, so those guys are really my, um, my heroes as well, oh, you could yeah. say. I, I started off as a very nervous boy. I had a bit of a mental block, uh, worrying about people judging my English, my uh, ability to speak in public. Uh, did you have this at first and how did you overcome this? The first time that I mm -hmm. made a public English speech, it was, you know, the competition to choose people to participate in the One Country, One Book program by the U.S. Embassy. It was the first time that I made an English speech in front of 1,000 students in my school. It was very difficult for me. So, you know, the thing that I did at the time was just to focus on my speech. I didn't, you know, spend time to think about other people's judgment. I didn't think about other people, what they are going to think about me. But the thing that I focused on was the content, the way that I look, mm -hmm. how I'm going to deliver that to the audience. I'm right, yeah. Yes. The biggest lesson I've learned over the period um, of developing myself as a presenter is that um, I should not think about the judgment, think about what others think about me when I'm doing the job at all. Uh, the only thing I should focus on is the message is itself. Yes. As long as I can convey the message and what I want to say clearly, um, that's all that matters when I'm doing it. Uh, I can worry about the rest later. Yes. Uh, so I, I completely agree with you. That's a really brilliant um, yes. advice that you've given us. Um, I'm sure that a lot of uh, People in the audience today have a lots of questions and a lots of things that they want to ask you about how you got to where you are right now. Anybody? I saw some hands over there. So hello, uh, my name is Hong Tuan and I uh, come from the National Economics of University. One question that I wonder the most, how can I improve the influency and how can I talk like a native speaker? Okay, so thank you very much for your question. Well, I understand that um, English fluency is something that every English learner wants to achieve in their studying process. And, you know, to achieve that kind of fluency, we need a lot of time. It takes time and patience as well. So my tips is that just try to communicate with foreigners a lot, as much as you can, because it's very important. So the more you communicate, the more you practice and the more you use it in your everyday life, the more fluent you become in using your English and your English skill will become better over time. And my second tip is that don't give up and just be patient to your English studying. Seriously, that took me years to achieve and, and this chick has already got everything. But I just wanted to add a few more things about um, fluency. Do not try so hard uh, to sound like a native speaker. Let it sink in naturally. Yeah. Uh, do we have any other questions for, for Tang here? My name is Ngao. I'm yeah. 18 years old and I'm from Bakning. Cool. And I have a question for you. Learning by heart the new words is a difficult task. I want some advice from you. How to learn by heart the new words mm. and how to broaden my vocabulary. Thank you. Well, this is so difficult because I'm not good at learning new words too. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would like to tell the story of my younger brother. I have a younger brother who is about uh, 13 years old, and he started learning English just three years ago. 
And in the first time he learned English, his vocabulary was like this, very Limited, small. Yeah. Yes. So he asked me exactly the same question that you ask me right now. So I told him just that, why don't you turn your daily life conversation into English and try to describe every activities, events, or everything that happens around you in English? You know, that makes you, you have to use your English. You have to use new vocabulary, new words, because sometimes you do not have, you know, enough words to describe everything around you. What I'm trying to say here is that just try to use the news word in your daily life conversation, in your English usage. Um, do you also use synonyms? Um, is that how you sort of like increase your vocabulary uh, yes. arsenal? Yes. Um, synonyms is also a very good way to expand the vocabulary. Like when we are talking about um, color, we have black, white, red. They are just, you know, very basic words to describe color. But then, can we just do other words like coral red, you know, bright red or dark red or something else? Mm. So in that way, you know, we can expand our vocabulary in a very easy way mm. and interesting. You mentioned colors as well. Now this is graphic. Do you associate um, words with graphics? Is that how you remember new words? Well, honestly, that is, you know, the main way that I use to remember words. Mm. I remember words by using, you know, just to imagine the pictures in my head, in my mind. And every time I think of a new words, I try to find, you know, the most relevant pictures and Im image, you know, to think about it so that I can remember that easier. Uh, we still have room for some more questions, so it's not too late yet. Um, hello, guys. You guys can call me Cindy. Uh, this is my English name. Uh, one skill I really want to, like, be, be good uh, is debating skills. Could you give me some advice uh, on debating skills? Uh, thank you. I have to say that when you make presentation, you make English speech or even just simply facing with the IELTS judges in your speaking test, right? There is always audience. So therefore the key here is that you have to make the audience understand what you're trying to convey. Well, that is, you know, the secret in order to, you know, achieve better in your speaking test. Excellent. Uh, my name is Hui, I'm 21 years old and now I'm studying at University of Languages and International Studies. And I just want to ask Tang, like, what is the best way for me to improve my confidence? And for Michael, like, do you think that watching like news on international television channels is the best way for me to practice like speaking and listening? The confidence, you know, when making public speaking or presentation or anything else is very, very important. We need that in order to make the audience, you know, will not be bored with us and also to help us speak better as well, right? So with confidence, I have to say that it all comes from our attitude towards our audience and also towards what we are trying to do. Continuing on, the, on, on that attitude uh, part, it's all about thần thái, you know what I mean? <laughs> the reason why you're so confident is you're afraid of being judged. Wear your flaws like armor. Show all your flaws. Yep, that's me. That's who I am. I have all these mistakes. I have all these problems. Fix me. 
then you welcome people into your life, then you welcome the foreigners to, to correct you, to, to help you improve. But the more you try to hide it, the more reluctant the people around you become to help you improve yourself. That's how you improve. Do not be afraid of, of making any mistakes. This is IFO Podcast. You can follow IFO on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok or Twitter. If you haven't followed it yet, go to Spotify and follow. Thank you for listening.